0: Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Roto-Curve Radio, and tonight's show is our weekly cash game show that we call Lock and Load, and we're going to cover Week 5 NFL for FanDuel and DraftKings cash games. As always, my co-host for this podcast is Pro Football Focus's uh, lead analyst, Michael Tagliere. How you doing, Mike?
1: I'm doing fantastic. I'm ready to bounce back. I can't wait to cover some players today. Uh, last week, you know, there were some mishaps. Uh, hit on the quarterback, running back, but the wide receivers, man, I was bad. And I, I'm not going to run from that, but um, I've, I've done extra research this week to make sure we bounce back better than ever this week.
0: Yeah, um, as I was going over what worked last week, what didn't work, um, Running backs and uh, running backs and quarterback were there. Uh, wide receiver was tough. I think Steve Smith probably saved a lot of us. I think, uh, you know, Terrence West obviously became a guy that became a factor late that we didn't talk about, but you know, we, we we talk about what West and how to handle that. Um, you know, there were some guys that we were on last week that didn't come through. So we'll go over that. We'll go over the studs from last week. Who did you have to have in order to really kind of come through? Um, again, it wasn't like we gave you duds. Uh, I know for me, I didn't, I didn't win everything. I didn't lose everything. I probably hit about 60%. Uh, so I'll take it for the, for that week. Um, we talked about trap plays last week. We'll go over those. We'll give you some that we think for this week. That's been, that's been a pretty popular segment. Um, so we'll expand on that and then we'll have some questions. You know, how do you handle late news when a, when a player is injured you know, that backup, does that backup automatically become a, a cash game play? How do you approach it? Um, and then also on the flip side, how does an injury uh, uh, affect a, a play? An example would that be is Jimmy Garoppolo scheduled to start, we thought, most of the week. We were on, always on LeGarrette Blunt. Jacoby Brissett ends up being the starter. Clearly that had a negative impact on LeGarrette Blunt. I didn't pivot. Uh, and so that was a lesson learned. So, you know, kind of talk about that. We'll go over the consensus picks that Mike and I agree on every position. We'll go over the other picks that Mike and I like for the week, and we will talk about our individual trap plays at each position. As I said, uh, that's become a popular segment. Let's jump into it, Mike. Before we get going again, we got the $5 weekly promo over at rotocurve.com. You get a $5 weekly membership for week five NFL. Uh, the good thing is coming on Sunday, you get Sunday to Sunday. So you actually can wrap around and get two weeks or, or you, know, you can get Saturday to Saturday, that kind of thing. But um, lineups, consensus rankings, all our videos, our podcasts, our articles, our cheat sheets—you get them all for just five dollars with the promo code RATH. R A T H. Let's jump into what worked last week, Mike. You were—we uh, were both on Kirk Cousins against the Browns. That pick came through, and uh, you know we try to encourage you guys not to go a hundred percent on one quarterback. And you know, so my lineups with Cousins did well. My lineups with Stafford did okay. Uh, based on my lineup construction. So again, kind of hedge there. Um, we do recommend you use two quarterbacks. Uh, Mike has Mike's strategy is using the two lineups. Um, whether or not he goes with two quarterbacks, I can let him answer that. Um, do you, do you do two different quarterbacks, Mike, or is that the one position you kind of switch up on?
1: Well, that's that depends. Like you know, last week it was nothing but Cousins. The week before okay. that, I think it was nothing but Tannehill, and it was it just mm-hmm. seems like an ongoing thing to start quarterbacks against You're just the Browns. On but the Browns. Okay. But there, but there are certain weeks like like this week. There are so many quarterbacks out there. That that I like in um, good spots to play. And I know a lot of people are on Tom Brady. We're going to talk about it. Um, but I think there's a lot of other players that you can go with and kind of fade the crowd a little bit. Uh, I know we're going to talk about that, but it really just depends week to week. Um, but typically you could find a quarterback that I'm pretty confident in. And, but there there are there are three of them this week that I am I want to figure out some way to get them into the lineup somehow. But we'll talk about right. it.
0: I uh yeah I I do have a strategy um you typically what I'll do is I'll use one quarterback on FanDuel one quarterback on DraftKings that's usually the way that I that I roll. Uh running backs again we did well uh and we're hitting on running backs every week so clearly we're locked in there. Uh Zeke, Carlos Hyde, Jordan Howard, you know, we were on those guys and you got them at pretty good prices. Uh Steve Smith was a guy that we were on again. You got him at a cheap price. So I mean, hopefully and kind of what happened with me was Uh, We hit enough value um, and throw in Terrence West. Now, obviously, we didn't talk about Terrence West because he became a factor Sunday morning. But I had Terrence West in all my lineups and Terrence West really saved me. I think Steve Smith and Terrence West at the end, you know, it wasn't looking good early. It was looking really ugly. But in the end, those guys came through and did save me in quite a few lineups. So, We'll talk about that strategy of, you know, when a guy like Terrence West becomes a starter, how to how to approach that. It's not an automatic autoplay. Sometimes it sometimes it can be the bad move and you can overreact and put in a guy that, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you may overthink it. Um, again, it's I think running back is really where you want to look. I think wide receiver is where it can get a little tricky. And so we, we're going to cover that. Um, what didn't work last week? Matt Stafford didn't work. Uh, he was on the road. I know he was facing a week, a week bears defense, but you know, I don't know if it was because it was a division game. I don't know if they overlooked it. The, uh, you know, definitely had a bad game along with Marvin Jones. So that was kind of the tough thing is we had paired those guys. And when you do that, it does become risky. Um, but the price was so good on Marvin Jones, it was hard to get away. I talked about Legarrett Blunt. That was my big blunder of the week. Um, We were both on Amari Cooper, who, you know, look, he's getting the targets. It's just that Michael Crabtree caught all the touchdowns, so that's tough. Um, Dennis Pitta was kind of the only guy on the Ravens that didn't do much, and the Pats D really laid an egg uh, against the Bills. Uh, Rolling with what happened last week. Look, guys, it was all about Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. Those were not cash game plays. Those were guys who were – You know, one, two, three percent owned. They were GPP plays. Nobody was on them. Um, Mike, why don't you talk about what happened in that game um, in terms of there was an injury early on Mm -hmm. and that really kind of changed what happened with Julio.
1: It did. I mean, not to say that he couldn't have beat James Bradbury anyways, but the the injury that he's talking about, uh, James Bradbury, the, the cornerback for the Panthers that has been, you know, kind of been playing lights out through the, yep. for the start of the year, he got hurt and he was kind of pulled from the game and Julio Jones just... Became the Julio Jones that we all remembered, but the thing is, you could tell by the game plan that the Falcons were dead set on getting Julio Jones the ball a ton in this game, right. and like Matt Ryan was throwing the ball downfield again, which was promising because over the first three weeks, you saw Julio just seeing a bunch of targets over the middle of the field; they weren't stretching it. Um, so it was reassuring to see him used in that in that way again. He was removed from the injury report, um, but I—it's funny you mentioned that, Wrath. How. He was a GPP play and they were one to three percent owned because, you know, it seems like everybody wants to come out after Julio has 300 yards and say, oh, I told you so. Yeah, well, yeah. if you told us so, that means you would have been playing him in cash, too. So right. he wasn't a really yeah. big cash play. Um, the only person I, I knew that did talk about him uh, highly was Evan Silva. He called out um, and he was on Julio last week. With, like I, Evan's my guy. Um, but well, it was an ownership was,
0: play. Everyone was yeah. feeding Julio. He hadn't had a, you know, and, but if you look at it, he had a pretty good week one, week two, and he just had it down week three. And it wasn't okay. like this guy was, it wasn't like Colin Deandre Hopkins. I mean, you know, who's a guy who's just been dreadful. Um, mm-hmm. so again, you know, it was a situation where the injury really helped the situation. Um, But again, not somebody that anybody was on in cash for our for our podcast. Crabtree was the guy we talked about. Will Fuller again. Um, It's become the Will Fuller show because of double coverage on DeAndre until defenses make the adjustment. You know, until we see a change, uh, it's going to be Will Fuller. Uh, Reed and Olsen came through again at the top of the board for tight ends. My kicker strategy. uh, Look, guys, don't pay more than forty five hundred for a kicker on FanDuel, unless I'm telling you, you know, spend forty six hundred. Uh six guys at forty six hundred got double digits. There is absolutely no reason you would ever pay more than forty five hundred for a kicker on FanDuel. That is potential of anywhere from three to six or seven hundred dollars that you're gonna save that you can spend at a running back or wide receiver especially wide receiver where it does not pay to go cheap in cash. So again, remember that the difference on FanDuel between a 6,300 and a $7,000 wide receiver is huge. So that's just, you know, kind of my soapbox on that. Uh, And then the Rams and the Bronco D Uh, the Rams. D. nobody was early on the Bronco D people were definitely on. We talked about uh, how they were going to be able to eat up uh, Jameis Winston, the trap plays. We talked about Cam Newton, uh look, obviously the injury, you know, was a factor in that game as well, but he wasn't playing good to begin with. And we talked about Terrell Pryor, you know, heavy ownership, bad matchup. Uh and then the one guy I kind of thought might be a trap is is Jordan Howard and I was wrong on that. He got carries, he got the touchdown. Um I wasn't sure what the Bears are going to do in that game. Obviously, they hung around. It was at home. Um so, you know, that was something uh um, um So that's kind of the week that was and what we talked about last week. Let's jump into our talk. And, you know, our talking point questions, again, this has become a popular segment. And kind of I I, I reflect on what happened the previous week and try to come up with a strategy for you guys. And really the big thing for me last week was Terrence West becoming uh, named the starter for the Ravens, who already had a good matchup to begin with against Oakland. And, you know, he's a he's a decent running back. Um, So that's something I look for. If a scrub running back gets put in there, I remember Brandon Oliver last year for the Chargers, and everybody wanted to jump on the Brandon Oliver bandwagon, and he laid an egg. Terrence West is a decent running back. He's on a pretty good offense. He has a good matchup. He has a good price. Uh, As soon as Terrence West was named the starter, I immediately started making changes on my DraftKings rosters first because I always play that cheap running back at the flex. So I made rosters – uh, you know, I might have had I, uh, you know, what it allowed me to do is I had Hyde in my flex, and we know Hyde was what 4,200 last week, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just bumped a Hyde up to my starting running back, and I put West in my flex, and you know, I was probably spending six thousand dollars on my running back, so to say. So it opened up eighteen hundred dollars. You know, then I I upgraded some wide receivers. It didn't work out necessarily on the upgrades because I did go DeAndre, but I was able to to make a better lineup based on that news. Um, So I wanted to kind of get your take, Mike. When something happens like that, you know, how to decipher, you know, full guns on a Terrence West versus – you know, or and we had it with Shane Vereen a few weeks ago, and it really paid off. Um, versus a guy that um, maybe you know, maybe we're thinking a little bit too much about DeAndre Washington this week.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that's a situation. It's almost like process of elimination, and you do it not only with running back, but like even like a tight end situation right now that you can think of is like Antonio Gates. You know, when Antonio Gates is out, we know Hunter Henry is the go-to tight end in that offense. So you you immediately stick him in your lineups like he's cheap in that so deandre washington's a big name this week but here's the thing it's process of elimination jalen richard is still there they're talking about using Olawale on the goal line situation Mm -hmm. so it's not as clear-cut situation as it was with terrence west last last week um you know they acted like they didn't have anybody else yeah yeah, exactly buck allen was inactive for the first three weeks so it's not like they're going to say okay you're inactive behind these two guys, and then we're going to go ahead and throw you into the fire and give you 20 touches. No. Yep. Terrence West, Shane Vereen, these were like go-to situations where you knew these guys were going to get a ton of touches. Right. So I'm, I'm more than okay with that. Now, with someone, DeAndre Washington, I'm, I'm coming around a little bit just because the matchup, the matchup has a lot to do with everything. And, right. you know, when you look at the matchup here, a lot of people are trying to project who's going to get carries. For me, I'm looking at who's been used more in the passing game because I do right. think that San Diego's run defense has gotten a little bit better as the weeks have kind of gone on. So I do think that Washington can do some damage in the passing game too. So he's one that I'm trying to wrap my mind around this week, but I I, I just don't know if I can considering the other RB options that we have, you know, in cash.
0: Yeah, no, it's a good point. And I think also it can be site specific that we talk about too. And I think Washington is a guy who might be a trap on FanDuel and cash because he's so cheap on FanDuel He could be a little bit of a trap on FanDuel. You can get away with it on DraftKings because of the one-point PPR and the flex. And I I tend to not want to drop down all the way with running backs. I mean, we've hit running backs. Our strategy has been if we can find a guy, you know, 5,500, 6,500, that's usually the sweet spot. Maybe we go to 7,500 in cash. But that's kind of the sweet spot of what we're looking for on FanDuel for running backs in cash. And DraftKings, it's a whole different story, man, like with that flex and you can open things up. Like I said, I had Hyde, um, you know, I had some David Johnson out there. I, you know, when, when I had that upgrade from West, you know, it just made a guy like um, Johnson became in play. Hopkins came, became a guy in play. And, you know, it was just a situation where, you know, some of the lineups worked out well. But um, just DeAndre Hopkins let me down. So um, yeah. but uh, so that's kind of like that's kind of the thing to make sure, guys, when, you know, think about the number of touches is I don't know what the magic number is for you. But I think like 15 is the bare minimum. I think, you know, if I can get 1820 from a projection if I think a guy is going to get, you know, is this going to be a slow pace game? Is it going to be a high-paced game? Like you said, the matchup is going to dictate things. Mm-hmm. Um, if we think Oakland and San Diego is going to be a back-and-forth 27-24 type game, that's much more attractive like we had with the Ravens-Oakland. When, you know, we, man, there might not be a lot of plays. It might be a ground out. It might be, you know, 23-13. to 13. It's just mm-hmm. that, you know, that's less snaps. And that's less touches. And so that's something that you want to consider as well. Uh, the other thing is, it was another situation where, uh, with the Patriots, where Garoppolo was pretty much supposed to play. All of a sudden, Brissette got named the starter. And in my thought process, I'm thinking, OK, they're just going to hand the ball off even more to Blunt. But what I'm not thinking is, well, that just means the Bills are going to stack the box. And uh, so I had Blunt. I had Blunt in a lot of spots, and it did, you know, really burn me. It was tough to get off a blunt. He had 20-plus carries, I think, in every game, and it looked like that's the way it was going to go. But again, they got shut out 16 nothing. So, you know, that was a lesson learned for me as far as, like, understanding the impact of the quarterback injury and knowing that, hey, the Bills' game plan is just going to be like, hey, there's one guy we got to stop.
1: Right. No, no, that's, and that, that plays into a lot of it. And that's, that's, I struggle with Blunt a little bit just because he doesn't catch passes. And like, I mean, if you're Rex Ryan, it's, it's common sense to say, you know, we're just going to, we're going to force Jacoby Brissett to beat us. And, uh, it was the right play to make. Now, this week, it'll be a little bit different, and that's – I'm actually I'm, – I'm teetering back and forth, but the blunt injury is kind of helping me fade off of him, but I was debating him in cash just because Cleveland's a lot of rushing touchdowns in three or yep. four games this year. Brady's yep. back, and everybody thinks he's going to throw, you know, five touchdowns. So Sure,
0: sure. Yeah. Let's get into the consensus plays. Let's start off with the quarterback and the two guys that we are both on, and what we do is uh, I, I email my picks to Mike. Mike doesn't look at him. Mike will email uh, picks to me, you know, and I won't look at them. And then we, you know, we kind of look and see who we're on and then we focus on those first and hopefully you guys can build your lineups around the consensus plays. Then what we'll do is we'll talk about the other players that we like at the positions that way there, if you're building a lineup, if you need to pivot off of one of the consensus plays and you can't fit one of those guys in, at least we give you some other options. Uh, So quarterback, let's start off with the guy that I'm most highest on this week is uh, Ben Roethlisberger at home against the Jets. Heavy total, good, solid favorite. Uh, Roethlisberger's had one bad game, and that was against the Eagles, who have basically shut down everybody this year. Um, You know, looks like Reeves is banged up. Look, the Jets' defense is is right now, you know, their front's good, but, man, their back seven is not so good.
1: Yeah, it was on the road, too, that game against the Eagles. So, I, yep. I mean, Ro- Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger
0: splits. Yep.
1: Yeah, if you know about Ben Roethlisberger splits, you know that he's just not very good on the road. But this game's at home against a Jets team that's allowed 300 or more yards in three or four games, three passing touchdowns in two games. Um, the, the biggest stat, though, for me, that fits Roethlisberger perfectly is that they're allowing uh, three of the four quarterbacks that have played them have averaged 9.7 or more yards per attempt. And what that means is basically – they're allowing a lot of downfield stuff. Yep. The, the Steelers are the best going down the field, like, like shooting yep. down the field. Uh, Sammy Coates is stepping up yep. and actually playing yep. well. He's somebody that I, de- I, if you're playing tournaments, I, I yep. debate Sammy I'm Coates on this him. week. I'm on. Um, yep. But, uh, you know, Ben Roethlisberger this week, I mean, not, <laughs> there are so many reasons to like Ben Roethlisberger this week. I don't even think we need to to, to stress yeah. on it too no, much he's because.
0: Definitely, yeah. I mean, what I look for as far as a benchmark and cash first thing I look at is can my can my QB throw for 300. The only guy that I look at and I and I don't worry about that is Cam because if I can get 250 and 50, I'm good with or not even. I don't even need 250 and 50. I need 250 and like 20. Um, yeah. you know, because the, the rushing yards count so much more than the passing. Uh but, you know, Cam is like the only guy I don't worry about the 300 yards cuz he gets a rushing touchdowns and the yardage but I need to get 300 yards out of my passing out of my quarterback. That's what I'm looking yeah. for.
1: Yeah, and you're going to get that out of Roethlisberger 100. Yeah. percent Like at home, like like I said, yeah. th- there's actually reason, and I know we're touched on the consensus plays. He but,
0: might he might go 400.
1: Yeah, for me, I actually like if like I don't I couldn't recommend him in cash like so much, but I would if I played more tournaments. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a fantastic play too.
0: Yeah, because uh, if we think game script is going to be in a situation where he's going to be forced to throw a lot, um, he could just gobble up garbage time. uh, Oh yeah, they've allowed ridiculous price.
1: Oh yeah, and they've allowed three of the uh, the last three quarterbacks they've played have been top twelve quarterbacks, which is why I debated Fitzpatrick and Cash. But we're going to talk about some other options that are they're not much more expensive. And
0: this is a cash game pod, but just real quick, if you want to go crazy contrarian. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate on Fitzpatrick, Marshall, Anua, uh, in a stack in a tournament. Uh, you're getting. You're getting them at a really good price, low ownership, uh, and sh- you know. Heck, man, throw in and Anto- throw a coat, Sir Antonio Brown, in there in that lineup yeah. too. A <laughs>
1: game just, stack.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. Hey, it, it's, it's what a lot of guys do. Um, yeah.
1: No, I know. Believe me, the, it's a smart GPP play.
0: Yep. The other guy that we're both on is Derek Carr, uh, who I think is. You know, a lot of people are kind of hating on him because of the second half of last year. But he's had some pretty good matchups coming through this year. Um, He's got good numbers. Obviously, two pretty good wide receivers. They may not run the ball as much based on their situation. Um, But this is a division game. It's at home. It's a high total. They're a small favorite. Uh, Again, really good spot. And Jason Verrett is out.
1: Oh God, yes. No. So at PFF, our analysts, they basically go through and they watch every play and they rank every player on every play. Derek Carr is the number one graded quarterback this year. Um, He's thrown eight touchdowns in the last three games in, in matchups that weren't even as good as this. And you get to this game, you look at not only Jason Verrett, the fact that he's out, that's like He's like a top five corner in the NFL. He's out. And then you see Brandon Flowers. He's still in the concussion protocol. He hasn't been cleared to play. So you're talking about potentially three backup tight ends or two backup tight ends in a slot corner um, against Derek Carr, Amari Cooper, Michael Crabtree, who's emerged. Uh, That's why, I mean, this week you look at Latavius Murray. He's out like DeAndre Washington, there's a reason they're not giving this. They weren't giving this guy 10 plus carries. Cause I just don't think he's ready for that type of workload. This is a game where they're not going to have to worry about it because, uh, you can pass before the Verrett injury. They have allowed the 28th most fantasy points to quarterbacks.
0: Yep. No, it's, uh, I think, you know, Oakland players in cash are, are the, are the way to go this week for sure. We'll talk about that. Um, Talk about one other quarterback that you like. Um, you had mentioned Eli, Brady, Dalton. Uh, which one of those three out of your out of your top five do you feel the most comfortable with this
1: week? Eli is someone I'm putting in a lot of lineups. Uh, once I found out that Sam Shields was out, it kind of changed Again. my perspective. Yeah. Um, so it's like paying attention to the injury reports. I think Clay Matthews is probably going to play. But this is a week where the Giants get out of their funk. Like they they're not they haven't been able to run the ball very well. Even if Rashad Jennings plays, it's not like that's a huge bump for their run game. He's not very good. In um, Odell Beckham, the matchup this week is just so good. Like this is a week where Odell yeah. Beckham uh, should go for you know 120 130 yards and two touchdowns. Like and so when you get that, you're getting mismatches everywhere else too because the tension has to focus. There's just so many things that line up in this game with the Packers and what they're missing. Um, Eli Manning is just. It's too good not to like. I mean, Morgan Burnett, he's been out since week two. They're strong safety um, for Green Bay. They have injury problems, and they yeah. – honestly, they only allow two yards per carry, so they're stopping the run even if you have a decent run game. Um, I th- I, this game's a shootout. The over-unders, yep. I think, 49.5, 50, something I think like that. it
0: goes way over the total. This game's got 34-30 written all over it.
1: Yeah, on primetime too.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, I like Rodgers in that game. I like Rodgers at home. He's a favorite. I think this game is going to be back and forth. I don't think either team is going to run the ball. Mm-hmm. And as much as you like Eli, I'm on Rodgers. My trap play of the week at quarterback is Tom Brady. Uh, reason being is uh, I'm not uh, for his first game back. And I know there's a lot of people that think the Brady FU tour is on the road again, etc. Um, I'm still not... You know, I'm a Patriots fan. I'm not in love with. I don't like how they looked last week. Um, Look, I know that they've overachieved here with Brady being out and Gronk being hurt and and Ninkovich and stuff. But Cleveland's played teams tough. They're at home. The Patriots are a double-digit road favorite. I don't think they deserve to be a double. The people are just thinking that Cleveland Browns are stinkeroo. Oh, sixteen. I don't think that's necessarily the case, and I think that, shocker of the week, dude, I'm not saying the Patriots are going to lose. I think this is going to be a close game. I don't think Brady's going to go 405 touchdowns like a lot of people (laughs) think. I just don't see it. Um, I think it's going to be a closer game. I think it's 24-20. I would not be shocked if this game is 14-10 at halftime and the Browns are winning.
1: Wow, I mean that's saying something. I I, I, think I don't they're know. Gonna
0: try to pound. I think. Well, I think they're going to try to pound Crowell early. I don't know if that's going to work, but I think they're going to try to play keep away.
1: Well I not. yeah I actually would I would agree with that Hugh Jackson's not an idiot um but like the biggest thing for me is if Julian Edelman popped up on the injury report today mm-hmm. um with with a foot injury uh hopefully that's nothing because that would definitely yeah. change things for me Gronk coming off an injury yeah you know Tom Brady could have some rust on him he hasn't been able to be with the team for 4 weeks so one week of practice. I mean, I, I, the matchup is so great though. I mean, like I, I, that's the reason I think people love him so much is not the big FU game so much, but the matchup against Cleveland, like I I said, I just
0: think that he's, I, I can see a stat line of two fifty and two touchdowns.
1: Yeah, I can see that too. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And you're, and you're paying top dollar too. So that's
0: the thing. If he's mid sevens, it's one thing, but he's at the top of the board. Uh, Let's roll down. Let's talk about your trap play at quarterback.
1: It could be so this one to me is more of like a um the Colts team, all right. So they basically had the choice by the NFL. They said, after you play in London, we'll give you your bye week if you want it. And they said, We don't want it. Which which to me is a little weird because if you've ever traveled internationally, you're you have to get your legs back under you. Like jet yep. lag is a real thing. It actually happens, guys. It's not just something people make up. Like it screws with your body. So to to know that they're going to be at home against the Bears, it's a fantastic matchup, and I'm I'm sure that he's going to be highly owned. But Andrew Luck is someone that worries me. He hasn't thrown particularly well this year, and you know the Bears defense did get after Matt Stafford last week. This Colts offensive line not hasn't good. been they haven't yep. been great. So I mean, to me, I'm not saying that Andrew Luck is an awful play, but for his price, there's no way I'm going to own him.
0: It wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if Andrew Luck has 300, but two two touchdowns and two interceptions, and the Bears win this game would not yeah, shock would. me if the bears win this game.
1: I really don't want them to. I, I yeah. have I have family back in Chicago. They call me like, "Oh, Cutler, you know, he's out and of course the bears win." huh? see, and I'm like, "Just stop. Like seriously, I don't want the bears to win." Bro. Like <laughs> Hoyer put up t- like he threw two touchdowns against a, a Lions defense that was missing 33% of its starters. So it's just oh man, I don't I want the bears to get the first overall pick, so I'm rooting for a loss. <laughs>
0: yep. Uh, running back, our consensus plays this week are Jordan Howard of the Bears, which we just talked about that game, uh, and Jarek McKinnon, who I think is in a really good spot, home favorite, uh, and we know that they're going to want to run the ball, and he looked pretty good last week. Again, good value on those running backs. What we're looking for is you know 15, 20 carries, good spots, uh, you know not you know high scoring games. Uh, Howard and McKinnon both provide that, so those are the two guys that we're on. As far as consensus, and you should be able to use both those guys without any pivots. Um, if you feel like you need to spend up a little bit more, the two guys I'm always on on Bell, uh, unless he's like you know got a really tough matchup. So you got to you know pay up for Bell and use Howard or McKinnon. And the other guy who I talked about last week, and I know he's got a little bit tougher of a matchup, but man, I'm going to keep rolling Demarco Murray in cash uh, as long as I can. Uh, until, until the wheels fall off. And then the other guy that I don't mind is Terrence West is more, especially more on, uh, on DraftKings. Uh, talk about some of the guys that you are on. Um, for me, those are kind of more, you know, I don't have to get into serious an, you know, analysis on those guys because I'm really playing the touch game. Uh, I got two guys at the top. I got two guys in the middle, one guy at the cheap. Uh, you got some guys that I think, um, I'd like to hear your thoughts on is, uh, CJ Anderson, who's had yep. a couple of down weeks but you know you look for a bounce back
1: yeah no I definitely do I think that the Falcons team you look at the, the fact that they haven't allowed too too much to the running back position I think it's more of a fact of like the game script and what it's been the Falcons have been putting massive points in the Shields. board yep. it, it, yeah and Denver is that's not going to happen in Denver no, like it's just voters. not going to happen Matt, Matt Ryan's quarterback, better quarterback. quarterback
0: situation is going to dictate here I think more of the run mm-hmm
1: that will also factor into it. Although, you know, Paxton Lynch looked fine last week. Um, but, you know, I do like C.J. Anderson in this game. I uh, Todd Gurley, another one. Uh, the reason I like Todd Gurley is because you're never going to see him price this cheap. Um, you know, going up, against, going up against the Bills, this is a team that allows the opposing running back an average of 28.5 touches per game to a, the opposing <laughs> running back. So and if you look at everything with Todd Gurley, he has seen 91% of the yeah. Rams' running back yeah. touches. Yeah. So yeah, when you add continue, everything yeah. up, yep. Yep. we're talking about 20-plus touches in yep. a game because Benny Cunningham, he's got a hamstring yep. issue. They're starting to use Gurley more in the passing down role. I... I, Tom Gurley, you're never going to see him this cheap. I, no. and he, you know what he has, he the potential.
0: If he does not get 100 yards rushing and a touchdown this week, I will be shocked.
1: Yes, and yeah, the, so him, and then the last one would be Devonta Freeman. I think he's a great contrarian play, uh, just because, you know, with uh, the sickle cell thing with Tevin Coleman, they're saying that he might yeah. not play much. Um, so Devonta Freeman catching passes out of the backfield, you know, he's he's lightning in a bottle. Uh, the guy, if he sees 20 touches... You're, you're locking them in as an RB1, RB2, and PPR?
0: Uh, trap play for me, I already talked about it. Washington from Oakland, I don't think you can use them in cash. Uh, talk about that real quick.
1: Oh, uh, who was that? You cut out for a
0: second. Uh, Zeke, sorry.
1: Oh, you no, know, no, Zeke. The, the My only concern, this is the toughest run defense that he will have played this year. And the crazy part is Zeke has only broken five tackles this year on all of his touches. That's the, he actually the elusive rating that he has is the second worst in the NFL behind only the guy that lost his job, Jeremy Langford.
0: Right. And so that means the offensive line is doing all the work. A lot uh, of it, yeah. Wide receiver. Uh, we we are on Jarvis again. We're going to continue to ride the Jarvis bandwagon. He gets a Tennessee secondary. G- Jarvis is a lock, 100% owned for me in cash. I don't even blink. Uh, the other guys that I'm going to be on this week, Antonio mm-hmm. Brown, And uh, Steve Smith, I'm going to continue to roll with Steve Smith. And I'm probably going to go back to either – I know you're on Cooper. You know, One of the Oakland guys is probably going to be in there, Crabtree or Cooper. Uh, And then I'm probably going to have some Steve Smith. I'll have some Antonio Brown. Uh, The trap play for me at wide receiver this week is Julio because of the matchup. And I think a lot of people – the herd might jump on him just because of what he did last week without looking at the matchup. Uh, Mm -hmm. From your wide receivers, um, I know you talked about Odell. Earlier, you mentioned Julian Edelman kind of as a question mark. Um, Talk about uh, Amari Cooper. Uh, We certainly want shares of Oakland's wide receiver action in this game.
1: We do and that's the thing you talked about Amari Cooper's been getting the targets he's been getting the yardage he just has been missing the touchdowns and part of that has to do with the fact that you know he's been draped by the opposing number 1 cornerback. This week he gets a break Jason Verrett is out and that is that is going to hurt the San Diego secondary more than people understand. So Amari Cooper is going to see a second tier cornerback and it, honestly I'll, number 1 corners have a tough enough time with Amari Cooper and with the emergence of Crabtree it's just going to devote some more attention. So uh I like Amari Cooper
0: uh tight end we both like Zach Ertz coming back in a really good matchup against the Lions uh I'm going to continue to roll with Kyle Rudolph every week uh look keep an eye on Gronk's injury situation I think Bennett becomes a guy but I think for me it's it's all about Ertz that's the consensus guy that we're on I think Rudolph is the other guy uh you like um possibly will tie if Donnell is out
1: yeah, I do. I do like, because Eli Manning targets his tight ends. Right. It's just been yep. shared between those two. If you combine it, he would actually be a low-end tight end one for his price. Uh, Gary Barnage is a fine, a low-priced option in what could be a garbage time. And then uh, Delaney Walker, I know he he came back and he played last week, and I was away from him last week, but the matchup's fantastic this week. And, you know, I always want to see them come off. He's been practicing. He seems like he's over his hamstring thing, so uh, I can trust yeah, if him if you if to if pay he's out. on
0: the field, they're going to target him. I mean, that's just yeah. the bottom line. He's the top five tight end to. when he's on the field. Uh, defense and kicker, that's kind of my specialty. Uh, look, obviously the Vikings are the number one defense in the NFL. They're at home. They get a bad quarterback. I, I'm rolling with the Vikings in as many cash games as possible. Uh, the other two defenses I don't mind are the Rams and the Bills. Ironically, they're in the same game. Um, the Rams' defense is really starting to crank it up a little bit here, and obviously the Bills had a pretty good game last week. Just two bad offenses. Uh, low-scoring game could be some sacks. But I think the Vikings are the clear play this week. For me, I'm going to jump on the Pats because they're a 10-point favorite. They're on the road. They're against Cleveland again. I'm not sure – that, I, I, again, I just don't think the Patriots deserve to be a 10-point favorite in this spot. I think they're grossly over-favored. I think the line should be more like four and a half. Uh, again, that might sound a little crazy. I just think this line should be more like four and a half, five. And I think that people are jumping on the pats, again, uh, in, a, in a crazy way. Um, at kicker, again, I talked about my strategy, as always. 4500 bucks. The number one guy this week by far is Mason Crosby. Uh, We think that's going to be a 34-31 type game. Should be a lot of scoring. And he's at home. They're a seven-point favorite. And the Giants allow the most points to kickers. for However much you want to buy into that, they do. Uh, And also, Josh Lambeau is a guy I roll with every single week. He's 4,500 every single week. Uh, and, then, and he just continues to get double digits. Why would you want to pay more than 4500 for a kicker? The numbers say you should never do it. Uh, before we wrap up, Mike, any other thoughts uh, on this week?
1: Uh, No, I mean, basically, if you want to fade at Odell Beckham and say you want to go somebody else in cash, but you do want to pay up for one big wide receiver, uh, A.J. Green's a name I want to make sure I get in there. Because I think A.J. Green's, I think he's a decent play. He'll match up with Brandon Carr quite a bit uh, in Dallas. Yeah, uh, and
0: and, uh, he's obviously going to get a significant amount of targets. And uh, I don't mind A.J. Green. As well, Uh, I definitely can hear you there. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week. Lock and load. Again, promo code is RATH, R-A-T-H. Get that $5 weekly membership over at RotoCurve, and we'll see you back here next week. Thanks a lot.